the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. When it comes to your life and how you lead and direct it, is it on your own or are you led by someone else or something else? Today, we continue our look at Romans chapter 8. Join us, Abounding Grace, coming up next. From Reformed Heritage Church in San Jose and online at reformedheritage.org. Welcome. This is Abounding Grace with Pastor Gary Wagner. Today we are back in Romans chapter 8. We invite you to join us there as we continue exploring this amazing chapter of Scripture. Led by the Spirit of God is the title of our message today. And that is precisely what we're exploring just who it is that leads and directs our lives, how we live our lives according to that leading. Here's Pastor Gary Wagner with today's broadcast of Abounding Grace. We're all guilty of 10 million things. How do we put those things to death? You have to be in the circle. You have to be in the chain. What is the chain? Remember, Jesus died to the power of sin. He's poured out the Holy Spirit upon us. And what does the Holy Spirit do? He applies the victory of Jesus, his death to sin, his resurrection to life. The Holy Spirit applies that to us so that as we believe, as we call upon the name of God, as we depend upon Jesus Christ for victory over sin, we can put it to death. In my own life, I can testify that when sins have gotten a hold of me for a long period of time, I can always look back and understand the reason they did. And there were several reasons. But the obvious ones were, I didn't cut off the occasion for it. I didn't replace them with righteousness. I wasn't seeking the Lord in prayer as I should have. But there was something else I didn't, I didn't learn until later. And that is, it is only hanging onto Christ that I can be healed. And that's an act of will, which is conscious. And it is, I can't. What? I can't? No. I'm the leper in the gospel. I'm the blind man. I'm the cripple. I'm the dead man. I can't do anything, Lord Jesus, unless you take your death to sin and resurrection to new life and by your Holy Spirit, apply it to me. In other words, the Lord Jesus Christ loves us so much that he doesn't want us trusting anything to overcome our sin but him. We need to use means, of course. We need to pray. We need to meditate upon Scripture. And it's good to have accountability when we're struggling with particular sins in our lives. These are all very good things for us to do. So let me encourage you to do them. 
talk to your spouse. Talk to your pastor. Young people, talk to your parents. Children, you know, oftentimes struggle needlessly with sins in their lives that your parents can help you actually deal with. But maybe you're embarrassed or you don't want to talk because you're prideful or you don't want anyone to know how bad you may be. But probably everyone already knows and you're only deceiving yourself because we already know how bad we are as adults. But understand that the key to overcoming sin is Peter's declaration as he was drowning and sinking in the waters. Lord, save me. Have mercy upon me. You see, this is why the Lord Jesus would have his people stay near to the gospel and have us draw from him. Lord Jesus, you died to this lust and you can help me put it to death. You died on the cross to pay the penalty for my pride, my anger, my frustration, my fears, my worries, my envy, my jealousy, my covetousness, my selfishness, my it's all about me. And I can't have what I want. So everyone around me is going to be miserable. Lord Jesus, you died to pay the penalty for all that. And you rose so that as you give me your Holy Spirit. I can walk in newness of life and put the sins in my life to death. Understand, the Holy Spirit here in verse 13 doesn't say this is only for super spiritual Christians. This is for only the incredible within the church. No, this is if you don't do this, you will die. You will die in your sins and you will suffer the eternal consequences of them if you do this. It's not that you earn heaven by mortifying sin, but it is God's proof that you belong to him. And when he unites you to the Lord Jesus, you draw from him the grace and the strength to overcome the sins in your life. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 12. I want to read to you a verse because here because this needs to be stressed in our day and age that doesn't like absolutes. It doesn't like these kinds of calls to holiness and separation from sin. Of course, we've got whole movements within the church whose MO is don't really worry about sin. I read something in the Costco magazine the other day titled, Business principles of small and large companies. And it listed principles that both types of companies often forget. And number one was avoid controversy. I thought so. This is what the whole church today in the United States has imbibed. Avoid controversy. Don't say anything to offend anyone. And that's why you've got to have a a spiritual high continuously in order to sustain such a thing. Here is what God says, Hebrews twelve fourteen: Follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. This is the same man who wrote Romans 8. Now a few thoughts. He doesn't say unless you have this amount of holiness, you will not see the Lord. He doesn't say this is up to you to produce or you will not see the Lord. 
He makes an absolute statement. Unless there is holiness, godliness in your life, you will not see the Lord. Why? Is he trying to make us feel weak? No, he's trying to make us see how great he is. Please take that away from these verses today. He's trying to make us see how sure and great the victory was that our Lord Jesus Christ won on that cross. That no matter how much we are pressed down with sin, no matter how weak we are, it's not our strength, it is His, and He will make us holy. And that's why verse 13 has the other little phrase in it that I have not looked at yet, through the Spirit. It is all through the Spirit. It's not our strength in which we resist sin. Now, as I've said, we need to use the means. We may need to meditate on God's Word because the more we're in the Word, the more it is a shield for us. The Word of God is the sword of the Spirit and it pierces through all of Satan's delusions. But understand, the Holy Spirit alone animates the word so that we are quickened in it, so that we can appreciate it, understand it, and hold fast to it. It is through the Spirit. So we need to make sure that if we're going to mortify sin, then we will be on our face before God. Because there are three places that the Holy Spirit is. And those are the three main places. One. He is where the Word is because He is the Spirit of truth. So you cannot expect to have the Spirit's grace in your life to mortify sin unless you are pouring over His Word like a hungry man, a hungry woman, a hungry young person. By the way, all you young people should be memorizing as much of the Bible as it is possible. Most of us as parents have failed in this. We didn't do it. But any free time you have, you need to be in the Bible. You will not miss anything by missing some of your television shows. You ought to memorize Scripture. Why? Because this is our life. We can't see it very clearly on earth because there are so many other things that seem so important and so worthwhile For us to be doing. But most of them. When we stand before God. We're going to feel. Really sheepish. I I do love you Lord. I'm I'm glad to be here. But man my work for you. I can see some of that is going to just be burned up. Because like Paul said. I wasted. My time. I didn't eat the manna. Let me encourage you. If you were 10. 11, 12, 15, 17, take an hour a day. I promise you, you have it. Start with 30 minutes. Begin memorizing Romans until you have memorized the entire book. Because that is where the Holy Spirit is. He's not just a force. It's not there There he goes running behind that tree. He's not there at that conference There he is at that leader's life. Nonsense. It is all false. It is lies. The Holy Spirit is where his book is. 
So be in the word. He's also second where God's people are praying because he is the one who assists us. Isn't it funny? We think, boy, we need something new in the church in our day and age. We need some programs. This is what's really going to help people. No, we don't. We need the word and we need prayer. And if we have the word and we have prayer, that is where the Holy Spirit is. So are you praying? I don't mean are you saying God is great, God is good, let us thank him for all our food. I mean, you can start there. Because unless we learn to be thankful for our food, we're never going to be thankful for our steak. Which is why we are losing both in this land. 49% of American people are now on government subsidies of some kind. Why? Because we have lost our gratitude for the simple thing of bread. We don't even pray about the basic things. The third place the Holy Spirit is, is in the congregation. So in word, prayer, and right here. Because, by the way, you can't see it. But if you would, could take the roof off and see things from a heavenly perspective and like Paul, be caught up into the third heaven. We'd see things going on in here that would put us on our face before Almighty God. The Holy Spirit is present in our midst, and he uses Bonnie's gifts and Ben's gifts and Alex's and Damon's and Ronald's and Linda's and John's gifts. And he knits us together in one body. Which is why we need to be talking together about important things. And constantly fellowshipping and confessing our sins to one another. Because that is not just us trying to create body life. That is the Holy Spirit's working, uniting us together. And the more we're with the Spirit and the Word and prayer and in the church. The more we'll be able to mortify to put to death the sins in our lives. We never want to be out alone in the world as a believer. It'll lead to only failure. Fourth, verse 14. Four. This could be explanatory, and it probably is. Confirmatory, and it probably is. Or exhortatory, and it possibly is. Four is an important little word, connecting what was stated before. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Boy, there are a lot of people claiming to be led by God's Spirit today. So many. But don't you dare judge, because you don't know that the Holy Spirit hasn't told me to be in this really cool church in which our motto is no doctrine, no creed, no controversy, no politics. You don't know that God hasn't told me. I need to believe this heretical doctrine. After all, it's not a heretical if the Holy Spirit has led me here. It's amazing what men will try to get away with by pleading the leading of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not leading in those cases. Notice the connection. 
for as many as are led. What does that explain? Verse 13, those mortifying the deeds of the body. Who is the spirit leading? It is everyone who stands up and says, I had a dream. Is it everyone who stands up and says, I've got a vision? Is it everyone who stands up and says, listen, God told me this, so follow, lead, or get out of the way? Is that who's being led by the Holy Spirit? No. Those who have the leading of the Holy Spirit are those who are (laughs) mortifying sin in their lives and practicing righteousness. That is the specific leading that Paul is talking about here. This is the Spirit's main practical work in our lives, which is to take what Jesus did on the cross. He conquered sin. He applies it to us so that we can put our sins to death, be humbled, repent of them, seek righteousness. That is what it is to be led by the Spirit. So we all need to wake up, don't we? 1 Corinthians 14.34, awake to righteousness and sin not. Awake, the Holy Spirit is present with you. It's not something we've got to earn. Jesus earned it for us. We believe and we receive. For he is a kind and generous Savior. And what does the Holy Spirit do? He helps us put sin to death so that we can walk in obedience to God. And notice what Paul says in verse 14. They are the sons of God. The implication is here, only they are the sons of God. Now remember, there are only two paths that we can walk on. There's the narrow way and there's the broad way. The narrow way is arduous. You will have your taste of afflictions. You're going to have to work hard. You're going to feel your weakness. You're going to feel your wretchedness, self-denial, cross-bearing. Boy, it's really a fun path, isn't it? The Broadway, there are a lot of worldlings on it. You can have all the fun you want, very little demand, very little duty. But God marks out his sons who are on the narrow path by one thing, holiness. Because that is where the Holy Spirit leads to mortify sin, putting on righteousness, a holiness of life. The word sons here, if I can get this right, huios in Greek is the higher word for son. This is also the word that is used for Christ's sonship. It is the only word for Jesus. And it is the word of endearment. Nearness, highness, and understand that is what God has made us by giving us his spirit. You might ask, you mean all of God's sons are going to be holy? Yes. Do you mean we have to be holy? Yes. Because God is the one who defines the image of the family. Joseph Pyle doesn't look like Ben. He looks like David. Josh Bowers doesn't look like me. He looks like Katya. Why? Because he's not mine. Do you get it? Our Heavenly Father has brought us into his family, and he says, you are going to bear my image. 
Be encouraged when you hear about holiness. So often it's like, oh, I feel so guilty. Please understand, it is a serious subject. But the scriptures presents holiness, it is always to cast us, not on our own strength and resources, but on what God does in his children. Not so we are passive, but so we are prayerful, so that we are believing, so that if the Holy Spirit is going to do this, I want to make sure I am where he is. I want to be in the book. I want to be in prayer. I want to be with God's people because I want to share in this great work of renovation that God is doing in all of his children and in all of creation. So let's learn from this. A few things in conclusion. As we seek to please God this week and walk with him. One, remember who you are, a debtor two. Remember who you are bound to as a mother, a father, husband, wife, student, businessman. You are bound to the Holy Spirit because he has bound himself to you. We are debtors to him. Second, it is by his strength we can put to death the sins in our lives. We can be holy. We will be holy as his children. You might say, but man, the world is strong. It's not stronger than the Holy Spirit. Yeah, but the Internet is strong. But it's not stronger than the Holy Spirit. My lusts are strong. They're not stronger than the Holy Spirit. Because he binds us to Jesus Christ so that we draw from the Son of God and Savior of sinners. Life, righteousness, and strength as we believe his promises. We must cast ourselves upon him and ask for his blessings. And third... What a privilege it is to be God's son and daughter. You know, the only thing you will take with you to heaven is your last name. And at one level, your last name is Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, the one true God. He has brought you into his family. What a privilege to be a child of God. Now, you might or think or have high views of being a part of the Bowers family or the Loomis family or the Silvestris or the Gonzales. And these are privileges. It is always a privilege to be part of a Christian family, but to be God's sons and daughters. What kind of father do you think he will be if you do seek him? Is he ever going to forsake you? You might say I'm I've been in some pretty dark places. Yeah, but he was with you, and he brought you out of them. I've been mighty sick. Yeah, but he was with you. My children have broken my heart. My spouse has broken my heart. Yes, but the Lord was a father to you, and he took care of you. And to notice, he has been so good to us. Let us not have a cold heart toward him. But say, Father, since holiness makes you happy, and since the image of your family is holiness, be ye holy as I am holy. Lord, lead me unto holiness so that I may please you. And our Heavenly Father doesn't say, okay, now go do it. Your own power, or I'm going to zap you. No, because he's a merciful God. He says, look to me. I'll help you. I'll make you holy. Trust me. 
Look at what my son has done. Believe in the name of the Lord Jesus. Seek him. Stay in the word. And I will help you. I love you. And I will make you holy. Amen. And that'll bring us to the end of our time today here on Abounding Grace with our teacher and pastor Gary Wagner from Reformed Heritage Church in San Jose. Thank you for joining us today. It's our hope and prayer that we've been able to encourage you in Christ and stimulate your walk in him. To address questions, comments, prayer requests, or concerns, please call or write to us. We'd love to talk with you. 408-866-5607 is our phone number, 408-866-5607. You're also welcome to visit our website. Drop us an email when you do, reformedheritage.org. Real simple, reformedheritage.org. A lot of information there about who we are. We would invite you again to stop by, reformedheritage.org. Dot org. Or if you're writing to us, the address is PMB, Post Mailbox, 402, and the address is 1484 Pollard Road, Los Gatos, California, 95032. That address can be found on our website, reformedheritage.org, or again, simply call 408-866-5607. Copies of today's program are just $5. Mention today's date and we'll get a CD out to you. And please remember that we are listener supported, which means when you link arms with us financially, we're able to continue the ministry here on this station. It's a great way to study God's Word together, isn't it? And we'd love to continue to do so. Would you prayerfully consider how God might be leading you to partner with us? We'd love to hear from you. Again, won't you call 408-866-5607 or reformedheritage.org. Sunday services, by the way, if you'd like to join us, are two in the afternoon. We're located at Lone Hill Church, 5055 Lone Hill Road in Los Gatos. Directions can be found at our website, reformedheritage.org. Again, Sunday services are at 2 p.m. Further information can be found again at reformedheritage.org or by calling 408-866-5607. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, God bless. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.